on the third episode of the ZachSharif.com podcast. I bring you part two of my interview with Kevin James Schilling. Really hope you enjoyed part one. If you haven't heard it yet, you can check it out on ZachSharif.com or on Apple Podcasts. On this episode, Kev and I cover WSU President Kirk Scholes and what Kev thinks he'll be doing after his time as president of WSU. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and if you're feeling extra generous, a review would be much appreciated. Enjoy! Washington State University President Kirk Scholes was appointed, is that the right word? Appointed? Selected. Selected. Yeah. He was selected in 2015. No. 2016. Yes. Because Elson Floyd died in June of 2015. Mm-hmm. And Dan Bernardo was interim president for 2015 into... Into 2016. March of 2016? That's right. And then April the selection committee chose between candidates A, B, and C. Right. It was completely undemocratic and extremely unconstitutional and against the law. Yes. Board of Regents. And in a beautiful fashion, we were given... We were bestowed. The presence of the presidency. Kirk Scholes was bestowed upon the Cougar community. That's right. Of Kirk Scholes. And in that time... (laughs) The, so Ke- the Kevin James Schilling of oh Spice Up Your Morning uh-huh. with Kevin James Schilling mm-hmm. has offhandedly given me one of the most sound theories I've ever heard in my life. And I mean that. I mean all classes included. I mean all of my K-12 through education. I mean one of the most beautiful, well-founded theories about how Kirk Schultz, president of Washington State University, is on a war path, <laughs> as I call it, to become the next president, or a future president, I should say, a future president of the NCAA. Yeah. Please. You heard it here first, folks. It's true. I think, yeah. No. It's so true. But you've been telling me this, and I mean, I've seen... Plenty of, of reasons on my own to doubt his genuine belief and drive to make WCU a better place. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing better founded than your theory. That I've, I, Kevin, I would have cut off a limb to get you to talk about this on this podcast. And you have so graciously, so willingly, for the cost of a sixer of Pabst Blue Ribbon. Nope, don't <laughs> drink it. <laughs> Don't drink it. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Wine, you've bought For, me whatever this wine is. The cost of a yellow tail. <laughs> is that? That's no. what it is? What is this yeah, yellow tail. Yeah. The cost of a yellow tail cab sov bottle of wine yep. has given me the key to ask you mm-hmm. to please explain in as much depth as you can Sure. your theory about Kirk Scholes yeah. and his future. S- Absolutely. I'm happy to be here to do that. Thank you. Kirk Scholes was president of Kansas State University beginning in 2009. Almost immediately into his presidency of Kansas State, he implemented his first Drive the 25 plan. 
as WSU was looking for a new president. Can you explain what the idea of the Drive to 25 is? The Schultzian idea of the Drive to 25 <laughs> is to become a top 25 public university by the year 2025. Okay. Thank you. So we implemented that in, at Kansas State in 2009. In and then left before seeing it through. Mm-hmm. To become president of WSU. Now, when Kirk Scholes was president of uh, Kansas State, he was initially appointed to the NCAA Board of Governors. Kansas State is a Big 12 school? Mm-hmm. Big 12? That's right. Um, prior to Kansas State, he worked at Virginia Tech, which is a ACC? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, prior, and after that, he worked at Southern Miss or... Uh, not Old Miss, but one of the one of the um, other big Alabama school uh, Mississippi schools. But when he got when he became president of Kansas State, he also was appointed to the board of governors of the NCAA, the whole shebang, the whammy. He worked his way up and became chair slash president of the NCAA board of governors wild president of Kansas State. So not only was he president of a Big 12 school, but he was in charge of the NCAA. Mm -hmm. Decision-making head of the NCAA. Where he extended Mark Emmert's contract as uh, president of the NCAA, not the president of the board, but president of the NCAA, until 2020 or 2020, 2021. Mark Emmert, former president of the University of Washington. Former University of Washington president. And before Mark Emmert, the presidency of the NCAA was another Pac-12 president. I can't remember the name right now. Pac-10. Yes, Pac-10 back in the day. So a former Pac-10 president. The NCAA has been governed by Pac-10, Pac-12, former uh, university presidents for a while. So, when Kirk Scholes was initially selected as the president of WSU, I did my fair share of research. Because mm-hmm. I said, why would this man want to become president of WSU? This is way too far west for him. Mm-hmm. He's from the south. He's from Virginia. The entirety of his career had been east of the Mississippi. Um, except Kansas State. Is a little bit west, but not too much. Sure. Not too much. Um, and I thought, wait a minute, this is kind of weird. What's the deal with, with Kirk Scholes? Mm-hmm. What's the deal with the WSU Board of Regents selecting Kirk Scholes? i got to figure this out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to his unveiling. And Is that what they called it? Something like that. Or is that your name for it? I'm, I'm saying the unveiling. Because they kept it check. secret. They kept it secret. That's right. Although there is a funny, there's another weird aspect of this. A day before his unveiling. I was at the Barnes and Noble, um, the Barnes and Noble Starbucks. Okay. In the Cub. The bookie. The bookie, yeah, yeah, the bookie. Yeah. With Annie Ponklington. Did you know Annie Ponklington? I do know Annie Ponklington. With Annie Ponklington. Ponk. Is that what you call her? Ponklington. Ponklington. There's no N. Is there? No N. I thought there was an N. Annie Ponklington. Ponklington. She was on the judicial board. WSU person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about the new president. And I said, let's look him up. And we looked him up, and there's this picture. We knew exactly who he was. 
someone walks in. And I look up for my picture. I was, we were literally talking about him. And I look up for my, my phone. I say, oh my God, that's Kurt Scholl's. That's the new president of WSU. And he'd come in, he was taking pictures of the bookie, and he was like looking around to remember what it looked like, whatever. I said, oh my God, that's Kurt Scholl's, the new president of WSU. And he was in line at Starbucks, and Andy and I said, should we go say hi? And we said, absolutely, we should welcome him to WSU. Yeah. He gets done, he comes around, we said, uh, President Schultz, it's so great to meet you. I'm Kevin. I'm, uh, uh, you know, do these things at WSU. I'm Annie. I do these things at WSU. And he goes, oh, no, I'm not Kirk Schultz. I said, what do you mean you're not Kirk Schultz? Is this not you? As we look on the phone, yeah. put it up to his face. No, it's not me. You must be mistaking me for my twin brother. And then he walks away. The next day, I go to his unveiling. Same watch. Same phone, same case, same glasses. It was really? him. And it was... Really? Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. So he lied who, about who he was to two students he was about to become president of. It was the weirdest thing. You'd have to think that in the moment that he saw both of you there, he had already known he would be the president. Oh, no, he did. But it was before the unveiling. Sure. So I don't know. Maybe he wasn't supposed to like. But but no. Say but, whatever. But, no. But to that point, the unveiling was a live. No. But but to further prove the point you're making, to think that this unveiling was just them saying who it was, it wasn't. The the unveiling that you're speaking of was the board of regents. Yeah. Saying we have candidates A, B, and C. Oh no 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 no! no. This was after they'd already picked. The, the unveiling I'm talking about was when him and his wife went up at the podium. When him and other Dr. Scholes. After they said, we, we'll pick candidate C. Yeah. But they'd announced that Kirk Scholes was president already. He was going to become president, yeah. The Dr. Scholes were up at the unveiling. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, back to the theory. So he became president of WSU, a major Pac-12 athletic university. Arguably had financial issues WCU yep uncertainly you mean no, certainly excuse me you mean certainly. certainly had financial issues arguably has financial issues had Cer has financial issues certainly has financial issues yep. and could be argued that no matter what WSU does it is seen as an underdog in the Pac-12 arena sure my theory is this Kirk Scholes as president of the NCAA governing board saw potential in the presidency of WSU to fundraise an insane amount of money, reshape and reframe the WSU athletic program to prove not only to the NCAA, but to the nation that he was capable of not only being the president of a top 50 school, because right now WSU is in the top 50 public schools mm -hmm. in America, not only a top 50 school, but one that he could turn around to show to the nation and to his colleagues at the NCAA that he was ready and capable of doing the same thing for the whole of the National Collegiate Athletic Association. He needed a Pac-12 school to become a representative of not just a 
central university, a big-time university, a southern university. He needed a Pac-12 school to show his range, to show his ability. And if you look at the news and what he's focused on and what he's done, the appointment of Pat Shun as athletic director, immediately following Bill Moose's very fast departure mm-hmm. from WSU, um, the re-extension of Mike Leach contract, the focus on the football deficit, the athletic deficit. Yeah. Um, the recycling of the drive to 25. The, continue, the continuing presence of his drive to 25 concept. Yeah. I think my theory is to show that down the line, not necessarily maybe right away, but next, that he is positioning himself to be in line to become the next NCAA president. And this isn't like a conniving thing. This is like, fine. Awesome. Sure. Do we want it? Do we yeah, want to do? Only, only good things would come to WCU from this coming to fruition. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I've had conversations with people about this in the past where they've said, no, no way that another Pac-12 uh, university president becomes NCAA president. Uh, name me another conference where a president from that conference could be the president of the entire NCAA. What conference covers more ground? None. The West? No, I think you bring up a good point because I think you look at, when you think of football, you think of the SEC. When you think of basketball, you think of the ACC. Baseball is a toss-up. When you think of everything. But the Pac-12 all around. It's conference champions. It's everything. But think about the position, like think about his platform. As president of WSU, he goes to all the Pac-12 university meetings. Mm -hmm. He represents a major, not only Pac-12 university, but major nationwide public university at events that advocate for public institutions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Kirk Scholes was so funny because I've been a critic of the Drive to 25 since he showcased it. Um, And I voted against the ASWSU supporting it um, when it was an option on the Senate floor. And we were at his final dinner with the ASWSU Senate and he started talking and he goes, you know, I know that I know that some of you on the Senate have been more critical of the drive to 25 like Kevin and pointed me out in front of the whole Senate by name. Yeah. So I'm like, this dude had to have been listening to my radio show where I criticize it all the time. He had to have been paying attention to the Daily Evergreen because I was, like, when stuff was brought up in the Senate, I was, like, quoted as the dissenting voice sure. about the Drive to 25. I was like, this guy's paying attention. Yeah. We talked about that on your show. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, yeah, it's not a bad thing that he's positioning himself to become NCAA president if he is. But the, my theory is that there's the jump from president of Kansas State to president of WSU without finishing your Drive to 25 at Kansas State. What is the other motivating factor to jump from Kansas State to WSU when you have the same salary? He's paid $650,000 a year at WSU, pretty much similar Kansas. Similar positioning in the respective conferences mm-hmm. um, in terms of athletic uh, prowess. Prowess, yeah. Kind of middle tier, lower tier. Similar research styles, both agricultural schools. Land grant. Land grant. You're doing the same thing at yeah. Kansas State. It's a lateral move. That you'd be doing at WSU. Sure. There's no difference. 
So except for the platform this conference gives you to the top. Exactly. That's my theory. You hire the first Asian American athletic director in the history of the Power Five. Yep. Who in his first month of being in the job has raised an insane amount of money for mm -hmm. WSU. Which is the whole, as a communications person, you understand the point of like that immediate shock. But the beauty of it is that you, Kirk Scholes, in, in what I assume is an administrative move, places the athletic director in Seattle strategically. Yeah. Knowing that that's where the money is. As opposed to is. this, because it is, yeah. exactly. As opposed to history in saying, we will get the most proud to come home, come home to roost in Pullman, which is the most absurd. As alumni, you and I both, one of us that lives in Seattle year round and the other one seasonally, being you, which we're proud to have you back anytime, <laughs> anytime right? It's only a matter of time till full time. Yeah. But the move is beautiful. What Kirk Scholes has done in, in saying, we want Pat Chun to be in Seattle to help with fundraising. Yeah. Brilliant. It's the most transparent thing he could say. But it's also genius. Yeah. Right? Because that money's not coming to Pullman. It will eventually. Right? The more, the bigger sellouts we have, we've had more prominent games. Bill Moose was very wary of scheduling intense non-conference games. You've already seen Pat Chun come out and say, let's go with Colorado State with a home and home, even though we lost to them a couple of years ago in the New Mexico State Bowl, New Mexico Gilden Bowl, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Aggressive moves. All of them, to your point, you make a historical hire. You come out and you say, we're not going to build any more facilities until this money is funded through mm -hmm. athletics. Mm-hmm. You show fiscal responsibility. That's right. Which is something that Elson Floyd was not really known for. Sure. So, like, you as a president immediately following Elson Floyd, like, you kind of have a reverse fiscal policy. Like, Elson Floyd, his philosophy was you can't grow if you don't spend, but you also can't spend if you don't have. But Elson, so Elson Floyd borrowed a lot. Mm -hmm. But you could argue that WSU wouldn't be where it is today if you if didn't. If you hadn't, yeah. If you didn't do that. Because um, if Elson Floyd hadn't spent the money he didn't have as president of WSU, uh, it wouldn't have grown. And we would be a mid-tier public research Langray University. But because of the investments and the growth, and because of the outreach to increase enrollment, WSU is not a mid-tier public research university. It's a top-tier public research university. I, don't, I would argue to the end of the world with someone about that. Cite statistics of research money that comes in. Cite enrollment numbers. Cite graduation numbers. Uh, career incomes. Like The numbers are there. The data is there. There's no arguing that WSU is not a top-tier public land-grant research university. There's a lot of caveats there. Public land-grant research university. It's okay. There's only maybe 50 of them in the country. It rolls off the tongue. It does. It rolls off the tongue. If there's only 50, we're in the top 50. Yeah. But the drive to 25, which is nuts. The drive to 25 is completely hilarious because it's like the top 25 public, not land-grant, but public universities in the country, first of all, a quarter of them are in the Pac-12. UW, 
Berkeley, UCLA, University of Colorado. Arizona. No. Neither of the Arizona schools. So four of them are in the Pac-12. Okay. Um, but then you've got like Texas, Michigan, Virginia. North Carolina. North Carolina. University of North Carolina. Um, Penn State. Florida. University of Florida. University of Georgia. Sure. There's huge schools. There's plenty of them. Minnesota. With, ma- with massive athletics programs. Huge athletic programs. Kansas. Yeah. yeah. Even. Kansas State. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's not doable, but I think it's going to take longer than 2025. You and I have had plenty of conversations about the idea that Kirk Scholes seems more interested in doing what he says he's going to do. Yeah. And in recycling this drive to 25. Oh, sure. We will become a top 25 institution of public education sure in the country by 2025 but the the points in which he outlines are so all around so many so general so marketing influenced that it seems as if he would rather not champion what wcu is known for whether that be education we're one of the best schools in the state in developing teachers for the workforce, communication, the Edward R. Moreau College of Communication is one of the best in the country. We have the top vet med program on the West Coast, to say the least. West of Mississippi. Sure. And we have one of the best online MBA programs. We have voted one the, the number one MBA program in the country. And my question to you is, what makes you incentivize? I understand the the bling and the glamour around being a top 25 institution, but why as a president would you not invest your resources in the consistently making what you're great at always great? And then using that revenue to, to invest in what you could be better at. Because here's my critique of any presidential administration in universities or any policymakers in general. Is it about you coming in making the decisions? And then for everyone to get around what you wanna do as the leader of the institution? Or is it about you taking the time to understand what the institution wants and then to go about doing that? We once had a conversation where I said WSU would be so much better off if they catered everything around the top programs that they have. If Everything was related to agriculture and communication and education where you could be a business student, but your business showcase would be about building a robot that helped gather crops. Or you could be a comm student, but your your communication tutorials would be about farmers (laughs) in Eastern Washington. Sure. You know? But universities have gotten to the point where every university is about everything. Yeah. Which is why costs at universities have skyrocketed. Like I know people who went to WSU who were in state who are sixty thousand dollars in debt because it's expensive and costs yeah. have skyrocketed. Because universities have not stuck to what is best for them. Yeah. So 
the identifications of what would be best for the Dodger 25 are kind of all over the place. But what if they were measure? What if they were? Oh well, we are basing our drive to twenty five off of getting down graduation rates to to higher percentages. I mean, uh, getting down graduation, um, the time it takes to graduate to four years, increasing the graduation percent so that we have ninety nine percent graduation rate instead of eighty nine. And ensuring that every single one of our graduates has a job. If I were president of the university, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. What's what's the number one priority of the university? Making sure everyone has a job after graduating. Preparing preparing our students for jobs. Sure. Preparing our students to start businesses. Preparing our students to have purchasing power. Great alliteration. Love alliteration. What did you say? Preparing our students for purchasing power. Right. Shit. Because that's what that's what it all is. You don't go to university because you don't plan on working for the rest of your life. Who doesn't plan on working for the rest of their lives? Trust fund babies. They're the worst. But everyone has to work for their whole life. Yeah. And wh- so why shouldn't you have a place where the education is about preparing you to do that really well? Have the to be able to get the best job, yeah. or start your own company. Do you think that Kirk Schultz will be the next president of the NCAA? Not the next one. I think he'll be the one after. I think he he will be the president of the NCAA in two terms. Because his contract with WSU goes till twenty twenty five. By then, I'm sure Mark Emmert won't retire. Then there will be someone else who's president of the NCAA. Who Kirk does Schultz is. stay? A WCU? Through that person? Yeah. Yes. If Kirk doesn't if Kirk Schultz doesn't stay at WCU, he will go against almost everything he's ever said on the record, which is that he plans on staying at WCU for a while. I think he will become he's young. He's only like 54, 55, something like that. I think he becomes NCAA president in two terms. And if that doesn't happen, then I'm proven wrong. But whatever, it's a theory. True. A good one, though. A well-founded one. Thanks again to my man Kevin for joining me on the podcast. Watch out for episode four coming soon to ZachShreef.com and Apple Podcasts.